Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host, Today, Bill Bannum, and joining me on this episode is Karen Simpson. Karen has 30 plus years of experience in HR recruitment, spanning both corporate and consulting while raising four children to independence. She was awarded Canada's number one recruiter in 2019 and has most recently spent six years creating diversity and inclusion sourcing initiatives for one of North America's largest banks she's a very busy person listeners all of this while becoming an endurance athlete and global mountain climber through her 50s this year karen launched hello awesome what an awesome name and is on a mission to make coaching and expert advice available to everyone and i think we can all get behind that hey karen welcome to the show hi thanks bill thanks for everything you do by the way to evolve uh, us and hr and keep us informed well, uh, it's my job. It's what I do. Uh, okay, so let, let's talk about you. Um, beyond my reintroduction there, Karen, let's start by uh, maybe you can take a minute and tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and what you get up to. I'm happy to. So way back, <laughs> I began my career agency side recruitment, um, initially with nurses until the whole tech sector started to take off mid mid 80s. And then I went from working on the agency side to working for a couple of large insurance organizations on the in corporate HR, then back to agency where I quite frankly will admit I killed it 100% commission in the tech sector um, for many years creating vendor programs and contingency programs and talent acquisition runs in my blood. And then I myself was recruited about seven years ago to come into one of North America's largest banks and create a women in leadership sourcing initiative. And so for, as an activator, that's kind of like the, okay, how can I say no to something like that? Today is my two-month birthday for my first entrepreneurial launch of Hello Awesome Inc. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. And happy birthday to Hello Awesome Inc. Um, okay, so you were you were awarded Canada's number one recruiter in 2019, as I mentioned there in the intro. Why move away from talent acquisition, Karen? It sounds like you're pretty good at it. Yeah, I get asked that a lot. I still get reach outs daily from candidates and, and sometimes for, for jobs. But I am an activator and a futurist. And I have like a driving need to innovate. Um, it's I need something different. And I was finding that their talent acquisition wasn't really changing much anymore. So what I was also finding in corporate was that I was having employees come to me and they were wanting the programs that we were offering to people outside the organization. They wanted those mentorship and career development, early talent programs, the events that we were doing, ambassadorships. And I, and I really started to have a desire to want to lean into that a little bit more. So 
I mean, it was starting to feel Bill, you the feeling of going and renewing your smartphone as it, as in Canada, definitely we have this experience. We don't, we want a good deal for being a loyal customer. We don't want the new customers to have a better deal than us. And that, that, that's kind of where I was at at that point. So recruiting always runs deep in my heart though. So it's a very purpose-filled job. Um, it's not many jobs where you're helping people put food on the table for their family. So you might see me back in one day. Okay, wonderful. Well, it sounds like the Canadian recruitment sector is probably crying out for you to return at some point. But let, let's focus on some other things that you're that you're, you're working on now. What, why do you think that focusing on strengths is so important at the moment? We have a lot of conversations, Karen, on this show about skills-based hiring and how that's now the, the focus for a lot of employers. Why, why do you think that it's so important? So... My the concern is that less than 30% of people know their strengths and less than 17% use them daily. And when we kind of combine, um, we want people to come to work with bells on, we want them to have high well-being. And when people engage their strengths, first of all, people need to know what their strengths are, but they put them to work on a daily basis. They're up to three times more likely to actually report having a, an excellent quality of life. Now, I want to believe companies want this for their employees and themselves, and, and people certainly want it for ourselves. So there is a competitive advantage in companies leaning towards the strengths-focused organizations, as opposed to maybe the areas for development or weakness focus that we tend to have sometimes with the whole performance review process. So I think leaning into strengths is going to bring everyone um, more excellence, enjoyment, ease, energy, and I've lined myself up with Gallup Gallup certified uh, strengths coach for their Clifton Strengths, which some might know as Strengths Finder. Um, it was renamed a number of years ago, and they call that the four E's. So excellence, enjoyment, ease, and energy is what comes from engaging your strengths on a daily basis. And I think we need a world that's leaning into all four of those things. Very good. Very good. I would agree with that. Let's talk a bit about coaching. You've taken a unique approach at Hello, Awesome Inc. Um, what, what, what's the approach and why did you choose to take that stance? Well, I believe that everybody should have access to coaching and that's not really what we know coaching to be. Um, it's usually for executives, it's kind of a privileged thing, it's expensive. And I think companies, and I'm starting to see some companies that are opening their doors to having coaching become available to everyone. Um, right now, managers in some companies, and I know this because I'm asking my clients to actually go and see after boss if they'll have it covered. And it's about a 50-50 right now just asking, but formalizing programs around offering this to employees be a great way to do it. So that that's one. I'm doing it a session at a time so people can kind of flip in and out of it as they feel the need to, to go into coaching sessions. And then there's always a give back portion portion to everything that I do. So here from day one launch, Hello Awesome, I created a partnership. I have four um, partnerships that I'm doing. They'll re refer people to me every eight paid sessions I do through Hello Awesome. There is a free session that goes to someone referred from one of my awesome partners. So very proud and happy about that. And I've already been able to provide a number of sessions as a result of that. Genos North America is a global team of changemakers using emotional intelligence to enhance how we connect, communicate, and collaborate at work. And we are proud to support this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. 
Transforming essential people skills at work makes a difference to people's relationships outside of the workplace. Using our tools, people become better parents, partners, siblings, and friends. That's why we call our work game-changing for business and life-changing for people. Learn more at GenosNorthAmerica.com. Okay, thank you. So just a quick follow-up on that one. Um, people get coaching, okay? They, they, they get all these wonderful lessons for life and for business from, from you and your colleagues. Uh, that's that's awesome. But how how do companies, how do HR departments specifically then um, put in, in place processes to, to ensure that there is a follow-up to those, to, to ensure that those activities are measured and they are followed through? So the, the whole measurement of it, I guess, is based on how they want to create the program. So some are creating it as a benefit, like an add-on to the ESL or some of the benefits that they are offering to employees. Some of them are offering it as a budget to employees. Um, and, I mean, if they're creating internal programs, which there typically are in companies for executives, however, they're kind of marking or matching or reporting on the executive outcomes could be a similar approach that you take for others. But right now with most companies, it's the boss who kind of is like the, the, the gatekeeper for all of this. And the boss might not have a completely unbiased approach to how somebody might want to manage or develop their career. So I, I think having it be more of a corporate function um, is is something that I'm appealing to organizations to look at. Karen, what, what do you think is foundational to the success of companies at the moment? We, we are living through tumultuous times, you know, uh, lots of people are getting laid off in certain sectors or certain job responsibilities. They're being, they're being replaced by the bots in many cases. Uh, other companies are just not hiring at the moment. There are freezes going on. Uh, what, what are those key measurements? for success in 2023? I think having my career span a lot of transformation and change through the years, I I have a desire to kind of go back to some of the things that we're missing. And it's usually along the personalization of things, individualistic things, um, having people make decisions, maybe not having to have approval for every little thing that they wanted to go through, maybe not having everything be um, online solution and um, perhaps individualizing it even from a leadership point of view so most companies are doing surveys what if your highest rated leaders were the ones who are now recommending pilot ideas for government like for corporate programs or for even other leaders and how they be, can become a little bit more towards um, being emotionally intelligent in what they're offering and their coaching. There's also companies um, certainly focus many on coaching their leaders and getting that skill set. And it's certainly going through its coaching certification. It's something that everybody can benefit. It's definitely going to have a positive impact on your job and your life, your relationships all around, right? The other thing is personalizing the recruiting process, going back to that. And obviously that run through a string running through my whole career and i remember the days where we were having in, everything was in person we were having a personal time we were personalizing emails there was follow-up and feedback from all of that bringing a little bit more of that back into the recruiting recruiting process so people do feel like they're special again 
Fidelo Inc. is a consulting firm specializing in improving human performance, and we're proud to support the HR Chat Podcast. We help identify strategic competencies and behaviors that drive results. Our team offers an HR web software to manage systems, reports, and data for HR people that need the best insights to make the right decisions and achieve better results. Learn more at Fidelo.com. Okay, so it is 2023, I think, the last time I checked the calendar, Karen. And um, hopefully we are through, in most places in the world, the worst of the pandemic. During the pandemic, uh, as terrible a time as it was, there were some important lessons that I, I would like to think many of us learned. One of those was empathy, understanding, and the importance of, of, um, of EQ. You find now in 2023 that you're getting any pushback from leaders on the importance of enhancing their EQ, of, of enhancing ways that they can be just a, an old school manager, if you like, but instead a mentor? I think it's coming down to time. So there's more and more requirements coming on to all of us. And it's making the time to be out of your comfort zone for, for a lot of leaders who might think that way. Because there are, there are a lot of great leaders, inclusive, emotionally intelligent leaders out there who are doing that. So why don't we kind of fold and copy what those leaders are doing in some respects? Like, what are the things that they're doing with their team members? How are they going about the coaching process? What are some key questions that they ask their team that maybe we can share that amongst the other leaders who are maybe feeling a little bit more challenged by it? But like with everything, whenever we're out of our comfort zone, we're going to push back a little bit on that, right? We have to want to go into it. Uh, and yes, in speaking with leaders, and they're like, oh, they want to, they want their teams to be happier, but they're not wanting to give up some of the control aspects of what they're doing and going into team leadership programs. I do think with that, we need to do some team leadership development and focus on the positive, focus on the strengths. Uh, again, that coming around to what I'm trying to accomplish again as well with Hello Awesome, but it's definitely something that we need right now. Karen, you're not gonna believe this, but we are already coming towards the end of this particular conversation. Two more questions for you before we do wrap up. Uh, you focus significantly on DEI, of course. What do you want to see more companies do in this space? And maybe as part of the answer, you can point to some companies that are currently getting their DEI initiatives right. Maybe you can offer some use cases there. Well, I'm going to be a little biased on that answer. Um, being a, a freshly ex-TV year, um, I, I really feel that they've been a pioneer in a lot of these spaces. Um, I think being transparent about your tracking and your reporting. So going out there and saying, hey, our goal is this. This is where we stand right now. And in a year, we're going to report on where we're at. Being completely upfront about it brings a lot of integrity to the whole inclusion and diversity conversation. I also am a strong promoter, believer in having pay ranges on posting. I think it's necessary. I think it will break down a lot of the barriers um, and things that are stopping people from applying or feeling that they have been undermined or their income has been undermined as a result of a process that could could or could not be there. Um, and moving towards targets that are real. So what is the community that your customers are in? And what is the makeup of that community? And make those your targets instead of 
that's your ultimate goal really instead of target so okay so half the world is women so half our half our employment should be women but really they're not setting that as a target let's say in tech they're going oh well i think we should like take little micro steps and maybe hit 30 35 percent would be nice and then we'll broaden our horizons on that i think the ultimate goal is to mirror our community and we should just talk like that um and moving away from the generational speak talking more about instead of millennials and gen Z and boomers talking about early career mid-career advanced career and not putting that framework around it that lends to more uh, stereotypical behaviors adding ageism to diversity pillars because it's the intersection of ageism that seems to be the most challenging for people and uh, always 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 employee give back initiatives the best way to learn eq is by giving back and there's huge win-win on both sides not that we go into giving back with that but it's definitely something that feeds through every every time you do it very good by the way i have been a td customer for a number of years right now so uh, they must be doing something right <laughs> they haven't lost they, they haven't lost my business they're not my only bank listeners uh, <laughs> but uh, um i do like them Okay, and just finally for today, Karen, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's your LinkedIn, maybe you want to share your email, Instagram, Twitter, who knows? And of course, how can they learn more about the two-month-old Hello Awesome Inc? <laughs> well, just go to Hello Awesome, www.helloawesome.com. Also on Instagram as Hello Awesome Inc. Very active on LinkedIn, as you know, Bill. And you can email me at Karen at HelloAwesome.com. And my active alter ego, Karen Get Her Done, is on all social media, including TikTok. Rock and roll. Uh, just before we wrap up, I just want to say that, Karen, I've got so much respect for you. I think you're brilliant. But for now, it just leaves me to say, Karen Simpson, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. My awesome pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, as always, until next time. Happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.